Safety, dependability, and power. Chevy Silverado isn't happy unless the work is hard and the day is long. No wonder Silverado is America's number one best-selling retail pickup truck. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and put a Silverado in your toolbox. In the 30s, there are three teams that dominated the league. New York Giants, Green Bay Packers, and the Bears. And nobody could come close to us. It's the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Who knows, maybe we come out running like wing T or something. Right on cue, Justin Fields to the end zone. With your host, the one and only, Kevin Power. We're rolling and it's go time. Let's talk football. Well, not a whole lot of good from the Bears in their season opening 34-14 loss to the Rams in L.A., but we did get to see Justin Fields make his NFL debut. I'm Kevin Powell. Episode 2 of the WGN Radio Football Podcast. We'll recap the game. I'll give you my thoughts. I also uh, caught up with Mark Carmen from WGN Radio and fan-sided. Carm does uh, Bears pregame and postgame on WGN Radio, along with Dan Hampton and Ed O'Bradovich. And uh, those guys uh, were fired up after the game, as always, especially after a loss. And it's must-listen radio, Hamp and OB. Uh, along with Carm. So I thought it would be fun to share some highlights of those guys in each of these recap podcasts. So at the end of this, you'll hear about a two-minute recap, a replay of some of the highlights from Hamp and OB. Always uh, highly entertaining stuff. Okay, so we do get to see Justin Fields. Five total snaps. Matt Nagy, after the game, talked about the playing time, the usage of Justin Fields. Well, you know, being the five plays, like Adam said, uh, I think that there's – it's it's, – it's when and how you do it. You know that you got to have a little uh, feel to it and see. But again, there's you got to have a why as to as to how you do it. And I think um, we didn't really know the exact amount of plays that it would be. Uh, could have been more. Could have been less. But when we once we got behind a couple scores there in the fourth quarter, we knew it was going to probably limit a few of his stuff. I did think that was kind of an interesting ending to what Matt Nagy said about the playing time. And I understand like picking and choosing your points of when to put Justin Fields in. But, you know, he talked about at the end of the game, if because it wasn't closer, uh, it limited the plays for Justin Fields or limited possible opportunities for Justin Fields, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense, in my opinion. Either you're going to play him or you're not. Like, what exactly are they trying to do here? Trying to win a football game while also having a side project during an NFL game? That side project being developing Justin Fields? And mixing them in here and there. Uh, We'll see how this plays out. But I will say that when Justin Fields enters the game, we all obviously perk up a little bit. Wow, Justin Fields is in. And even David Montgomery, who I thought had an outstanding game. I thought he was fighting for every yard. You know, he had a a great 41-yard carry early on in that first drive that ended with an interception in the end zone. But Montgomery, 16 carries, 108 yards. 6.8 6.8 yards a carry, had a touchdown. Uh, he did. He was asked about it. What's it like when Justin Fields enters the game? Jay Fields is special. Um, he, he already has a natural aura to himself that, you know, kind of changes the flow of uh, how things go. Um, you know, he's a, he's a great kid, humble human being. So when it happened, it was very refreshing to see um, Jay Fields go and do what he do. So what exactly will Justin Fields gain from five snaps in an NFL game? Something, right? It's not he's not going to get anything out of it. Here's what he had to say after the game. Uh, you get a feel about the atmosphere, you know, see how fast those guys are coming, you know, kind of see, uh, I guess, 
it's it's different behind the O line and you know just the the D line and stuff like that. So it's different when you're actually on the field rather than being on the sideline. So you just kind of get that experience in there and you know just just being out there, just kind of getting used to the speed and stuff. So yeah, you know there was in, some encouraging stuff from the Bears offense. The Rams come out uh, in the second half and score on another big play. Uh, to make it 20-7, to and then the Bears responded. 16 plays, 81-yard drive, capped off with that touchdown uh, from Justin Fields. So I thought Matt Nagy for a little bit there was doing his Matt Nagy thing, which was abandoning the run game, which has been an issue with his play calling over the past couple of years. But then they got back to it, and I thought the offensive line did a pretty good job. I really do, considering the question marks surrounding the offensive line. You have the injuries at left tackle. Your two left tackles on your depth chart both go down with injuries. I thought overall, considering the opponent and maybe what my expectations for the offensive line were, I thought that they were pretty good. There were some serious running lanes for uh, David Montgomery and Damian Damian Williams, who factored into the offense as well. But it it was the lack of explosive plays. You know, the longest attempt from Dalton, 15 yards. It's not going to cut it. Rams were throwing it over the top all game. You have to have explosive plays, and those have been non-existent in Matt Nagy's offense for a few years now. So they're going to have to figure something out. Again, very small sample size with Justin Fields, but I think we can all agree that this offense would have a much more explosive dynamic to it if Justin Fields were on, on the field more often. So I, I think you could, and, and believe me, there's we all know there's going to be plenty of talk about whether or not Justin Fields should start Week 2, but it's clear now that Justin Fields will be getting playing time. I think that is that fine line. You know, I thought there were some times where, um, you know, the Bears were on a, a pretty successful drive and Justin Fields was put in, and it, it's like, okay, well, what, what's that doing to Andy Dalton and the rhythm of the offense? Obviously a fine line. You don't see it very often in the NFL. When you do see it, it's typically down in college football. So... And Andy Dalton did talk about it after the game, that dynamic of having a rotating quarterback situation. Yeah, first time doing it, but um, you know, we've got some good stuff for him. And it obviously helped us. He was able to score a touchdown. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're trying to do and find ways to put the ball in the end zone. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of part of how we're going to play. All right, there are some post-game highlights. Matt Nagy, Justin Fields, Andy Dalton, David Montgomery. I do want to share with you my conversation with WGN Radio's Mark Carmen. we had just after the game. Joining me now on the WGN Radio Football Podcast, uh, post-game thoughts following the Bears' Week 1 loss to the Rams is Mark Carmen. You know him from WGN Radio and fan-sided. He also does pre- and post-game stuff on WGN Radio uh, with Hamp and OB. Carm, initial thoughts from the Bears' Lost to the Rams. Honestly, the the first touchdown bomb where Eddie Jackson and company whiffed on touching, who was that, Cooper Cup? Whoever it was. Don't have my notes in front of me. Doesn't matter. We all know the play. I've never seen Ed Obradovich, and I've been doing this his seventh year, KP. Seventh mm-hmm. year. I've never seen him that angry. And I've seen some good anger. I mean, the dude looked like he was going to jump through the TV screen. So, but uh, that's my first kind of just thought of the game. And outside of that, uh, this just feels like the end of the John Fox era almost. Like, there's just 
They don't have anything. They're not good defensively. They're not good offensively. We all know this. It's let's get Justin Fields on the field. Let's let him develop, but let's not put him in harm's way. Uh, rough night for Ryan Pace. Your Tevin Jenkins is not healthy, and then you go and you sign Jason Peters, and he gets hurt, and then you go to Larry Borum, and he gets hurt. So the offensive line, left tackle specifically, just blown up. A really rough night for Eddie Jackson, too. Just... Does not look like an NFL football player. So I, I don't I don't know what you can point to at the Bears right now that uh, gives you any any real confidence. Well, yeah, confidence is one. I thought you were going to say hope, and the only hope is a guy who's not their starting quarterback. I, I'm curious what you thought of the way Justin Fields was handled today and them using him in small spurts here and there. So I'm like old guy, get off my lawn with this, I guess. You, got, well, you want one quarterback, none of this dual quarterback stuff? Uh, that's one, and... I just, more so than anything else, play Justin Fields when he's ready to be the starting quarterback of the Bears. If he's ready, then put him out there. If he's not, there's no rush. That's why you have Andy Dalton here. You're not trying to win the Super Bowl this year. Matt Nagy and even Ryan Pace's job is not on the line, at least in my mind, although some people like to say that. I don't believe that to be the case. Put him out there when he's ready to be out there, but just gadgeting him... And these plays, they're fun, and when he got in the end zone, that was probably the highlight of the night, and he looked phenomenal going downfield, but you're putting him in harm's way for just nothing. He's not really learning anything doing those plays, right? He's, these are He could do these plays in his sleep. Right. Well, first of all, let me just say this. Andy Dalton, 27 at 38, 206 yards, no touchdowns, uh, no touchdown, the one interception, which was costly because they got off to a good start. They did. They had a big return, a big run. They get near the goal line, and they give the ball away, sack three times. So I don't, I don't think they lost because of Andy Dalton, but I've always thought, to your point, it's like, how desperate do they get? How safe are their jobs? Because I actually think that factors in. Because if they if they do feel, start to feel desperate and they don't want this to turn into a four-win season here, I think they will say, you know what, Justin Fields might give us a better opportunity to win. I think that factors in. Like, How does Nagy and Pace view their job security? Because I really do think that matters here. See... Maybe I'm just an idiot, but I don't think their jobs are on the line. Unless you're talking about what you just dialed up. Four and thirteen, three and fourteen. Well, I don't I'm just throwing that out there. Like if things start to look really, really bad. I mean, you got a host of Bengals team next week that looks, you know, looked pretty good in in their week one victory as well. No, listen, it could, they they have the third hardest hardest schedule in, in the NFL, if you based on last season, of course a lot can change, but they have the third hardest schedule. So and let me let me let me let me let me actually point to one positive. David Montgomery was great tonight. Yes, I was just going to bring that up. 16 carries, 108 yards, a touchdown. The dude and we've seen it since they drafted him. He fights and claws for every single inch out there. Yep, and and he's getting better seemingly. And there I mean there was one run tonight where he picked up 3 yards and he should have been lost 3 yards. He get getting eaten up by a guy who's 50 pounds heavier than him, maybe maybe 100 pounds. Whatever it was, mm-hmm. that was impressive. And I actually thought that speaking of fighting for yards, I noticed Cole Komet a bunch of times tonight doing everything he possibly could to get yardage out of this. So that is another minor positive. But and I guess Roquan was f- flying around for a second, but I mean, what are what do you have on this team right now, really? Well, then that's the scary thought, right? Where it's this aging defense that's very expensive. Another game where Robert Quinn essentially went completely unnoticed. Khalil Mack didn't do a whole lot; didn't seem to have a major presence. I mean, him just being out there as a presence, but not what you'd expect from Mack. Danny Trevathan's not even playing at least the first few weeks, and Eddie Jackson, who just three years ago looked like. 
you know, they had a guy who could be this long-term safety stud. And to bring up your initial point, like, what are you doing, Eddie Jackson? You're just kind of letting guys walk right by you. You don't touch the receiver on that first big play with the Rams. Um, so that's the scary thought. It's like, okay, Justin Fields gives you hope, but it's like it's starting to get the sense like right, right where Fields might be kind of entering this, this new window of Bears football where maybe they found a franchise quarterback is when the defense takes a huge dive. Right. And look, if you let's look at franchise quarterbacks and where teams are at. I mean, maybe maybe the Chargers can be an example for the Bears. They didn't make the playoffs last year. Justin Herbert had a great season. Chargers fans, some people are thinking that optimistically they're a playoff team this year. So, so maybe you know if you get Fields on the field in week three, week four, week five, whatever it is, and you don't win a lot of games, but yet he develops, then you can come out of the season and feel pretty good where you're at. Okay, like if you if if you said to a Bears fan right now. Hey, you're not going to win a lot of games this year, but at the end of the year, you'll know that you have a quarterback in Justin Fields. I don't think anyone wouldn't sign up for that, right? Yeah, no, that's a good point. And I also say that I think a lot of Bears fans already think they have that guy in Justin Fields, right? I mean, just just from the reaction you get from Bears Twitter and from Bears fans, I think they all get the sense or at least think that Justin Fields um, is that guy. I'll say this about Fields and... Like today, I actually thought some of the play calling from Nagy was solid when they started to stick to the run a little bit and give the rock to David Montgomery. I actually thought they, they were able to piece together some big drives, but they went 0 for 4 on fourth down. Those were huge. It was the lack of explosive plays. I mean, that was the biggest in terms of offensive production. It was And, and on the opposite side, the Rams had nothing but explosive plays. Justin Fields clearly. I shouldn't say clearly because we haven't seen him play a full game. Clearly gives you a better opportunity to create more explosive plays on the offensive side of the ball than Andy Dalton. Yeah, for sure. And look, you went out. They went out in the off season, and it's kind of like uh, maybe a little bit under the radar. But you know, Marquis Goodwin, eighty-four, he flashed tonight too. That, that dude's a burner. Uh, they they have they have Darnell Mooney can run like you, you not a whole lot for Mooney or Robinson n- nothing right I mean, Robinson did his thing but I mean six not, catches thirty five yards right, you know right. the long completion was nineteen yards and that was to to Goodwin so um I, look I think you can make a case for Justin Fields starting week two I really do I, I don't think that's overly crazy you gave me a, good, a big look when I said that you don't think that there's a real like. You could make a case for Justin Fields starting week yeah, two. You you could sure you could have made a case that he should have started week one. He's right. the better quarterback. All that, but I, I, I've given you the look because <laughs> would they do that? Like, I don't. Well, look, I look even. I'll just even point to this. Like, look how aggressive Matt Nagy was on fourth down. Like he knows he needs production from this offense. And he, and look, you could talk to some of the advanced stats guys, and some of them t- will tell you to go for four, on fourth down almost all of the time. The fourth and fifteen on one you can question a little bit. The other, the first two, I was totally on board with them going for it, but. Like you can tell that he's probably going to start trying to do some stuff and 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 grasp a little bit to get something out of this offense because fourteen points, man, not going to do it in today's NFL. I got to tell you, what, looking at him on the sideline and with his head down and just in the play sheet and his laminated whatever, dude, you just don't look like a head coach. The optics of it are a little rough for me. You, your last year when you gave up play calling, Bill Lazor was better at you than than you were. And 
nobody even remembers it, but you made the playoffs. Like it, it partially helped turn the season around. And yeah, okay, you got you lost to the Saints. And you were never in the game. I don't know why he wants to put him make himself like the offensive guru guy. It's not you, dude. You're the rah rah guy. I mean, he came from Kansas City. I'm sure he's watching what the Chiefs are doing, and he wants so bad. Like everybody, of course, right? Like he probably thinks he can take that offensive system and apply it here, and it's going to be the same result. And it's just hasn't been working. That's another thing too. Look, dude, it's not your system. It, you 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 take the talent that you have and you make the most of it. You he I really do believe that he thinks he's got this dynamic, naggy genius system that if it's was only incorporated correctly, we'd start winning football games. And I'm not saying the Bears are overflowing with talent, but offensively, right now, there's enough there, man. I, I, I mean, I. Yeah, I, I mean, say, there's point. Maybe no. I think you're right. I mean, they got some tight ends, receivers, running backs. If I see another jet sweep, whatever you want to call it, or a bubble screen from Matt Nagy, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw my phone through the TV. It's been so frustrating the past few few years, constantly going with plays that don't work. I actually thought, and this is kind of a, another scary thought: the left tackle position, which was a huge question mark going into the season, they lost both their left tackles, Jason Peters, Larry Borum, the rookie, having injuries. I actually thought overall the offensive line was actually okay against an Aaron Donald led defensive unit you know like I thought they did okay I thought it was going to be really ugly the the Aaron Donald and what who you were going against I guess I can I can hear it I thought Dalton to his credit did a good job just getting rid of the football yeah I mean the pressure was coming but they were getting it out of there which is maybe part of the reason why they didn't go deep down the field but uh like going back to trying to win football games if you have fields back there he's going to somehow create more time but the other side of that is Dude's going to be in harm's way. Do you want to do that to him right now? I, I don't know. That's a tough question it's right there. a very there. tough question. I think a lot of it, and I've been saying this leading up to the season, comes down to how good of a team do Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy truly believe they, they have here? How, how good do they truly believe they can be? So, um, All right. I've taken enough of your time, Carm. Just final thoughts? Uh, anything I maybe missed or uh, looking ahead to week two? Just Carm thoughts before I let you go? Let me just say this. The Bengals and, and, and the... Uh, who they play today? Why is this Vikings? Split? Oh, right, in the Vikings. I was watching the whole damn game. It's a great game. The, the Dalvin Cook being that play being called a fumble when he was cl- is on the ground, and so I say, oh, the ball was coming yeah. out. No, 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 no. Spirit of the of of a fumble. The dude's down all day long. We have replay. They can't get it right. It wasn't the worst call of the day though. That came with the roughing of the passer, Jameis Winston, in the Packers Saints game. Okay, before you let you go, what yeah. happened? The Packers, Aaron Rodgers. What did you th- may, may, think of that debacle today? Maybe we're the NFC East. Let's just go there. Everyone, <laughs> it's the new uh, NFC beast. Yeah, we're, everybody we're, lost maybe, in week one. I mean, we're hey, we're Bears t- tied for first. Tied Carm. for first. Tied for first. There we go. <laughs> You're the man. Appreciate it, Carmen. KP, this is awesome. I love you doing a football podcast. Looking forward to what everything you do. Call me anytime. Thank you to Mark Carmen of WGN Radio. Follow him on Twitter at the Carm. He goes by the Carm. That's typically what I call him, the Carm. You can hear him on WGN Radio before and after every Bears game. Follow his stuff at fansided.com as well. Thank you to Mark for joining the podcast. Now, Mark does do the Bears pre and post on WGN Radio with Dan Hampton at Obradovich. And Hampton will be always must listen to radio, and they're always fired up after games. So I figured at the end of all of these game recaps, the podcast I do, I share kind of like a little highlight package of some of Hamp and OB. And here's what we've got. What's really sad is we, we talked about uh, about three different 
concepts or aspects of this game that we're, we're leery of and worried about, and they all have to do with the head coach. Look, this isn't Exhibit A or B or C or D or any. It's, it's Exhibit Z on why he should have been let go last year. What astonishes me, absolutely blows my mind, is our passing game. Folks, not one time did we have a hitch and go. Not one time did we try a fly pattern. Not one time did we do a skinny post. Not one time did we do crossing ends. Not one time did we throw a post pattern. Not one time did we throw the ball over 20 yards. My God, this is the year 2021. This is a passing game, a passing league. How is this possible? Somebody's got to answer for this, okay? Somebody's got to answer for how is it possible that you can come out after the exhibition game, after last season, after paying a Dalton $10 million and giving up an entire draft to draft fields, and you mean to tell me you can't throw a ball over 20 yards in the opening game of the 21 season? That's a disgrace. And it falls right on Nagy's head. And in the opening part of the game, okay, the, the run, the, the kickoff return. Magnificent run. Dalton comes in. Montgomery runs the ball. Phenomenal. We pass. We get a pass. And we're down in the red zone. And they're, they're moving fast. They're coming out of the huddle. They've got a momentum going. They're right going down. They're right for the striker. In the red zone. Ready to go and score. And what the hell does Nagy do? He takes, pulls Andy Dalton, and puts Fields in. That blows the momentum, folks. You can't change that rhythm. They're used to that voice, that name. He's the one that took us down the field. And what does he do? He takes him out, puts Fields in for one play. Nothing happens. I'll tell you what happened. He just blew the momentum, and he just blew a seven-point, what we could have taken, a seven-point game, a seven-point lead. I almost came flying out of the chair when I saw Fields come in there. What are you bringing that kid in there for when the other guy takes you down the field? He's your starting quarterback, and it's the opening drive, and we're moving the ball on him, and you do what? You idiot! Those guys are the best. That's Hamp and OB. This is the WGN Radio Football Podcast. I'm Kevin Powell. Appreciate you tuning in to this Bears recap. A Bears loss 34-14 to the Rams. Who knows? Maybe we'll see a lot more of Justin Fields in Week 2, but we've got all week to talk about it. Uh, More episodes, more content uh, coming on the way this week. Thank you again for listening. Thank you to Brian Altimer for his help uh, producing this podcast. He actually pieced together that Hamp and OB highlight package, so thanks to Brian. I'm Kevin Powell. This is the WGN Radio Football Podcast.